0: Good morning and welcome back to the Living Every Now podcast. My name is Jake. And my name is Will. And uh, we're happy to be here. Welcome yeah. back. Episode three. Yeah, episode three. Episode three. So what are we talking about today? Um, today, I wanted to talk about something that has made a big difference in my life. And hopefully, the mentality can help somebody else out there. And I just kind of wanted to talk about it. Um, Something I got from my dad a long time ago. And what he said was, um, if you're going to be a street s- sweeper, you know, do it to the best of your ability. And I was, you know, I grew up in the kitchen and and wanted to um, not be in the kitchen and you know working and doing dishes, whatever. So right. So, what
1: do you mean you grew up in the kitchen?
0: So I grew up like working out, out of the kitchen. Okay. Um, Dad's a restaurant owner, and yeah. so that was like natural, right? Like to instill work ethic, whatever. And anytime I didn't want to do something, this is what he reminded me was if you're going to do something, you do it well, right? And so what I want to talk about today is called chasing excellence or pursuing excellence. And what it means is to you know excellence or or pursuing great heights or or wanting to be great, how to be great you can't it's not something you can turn off, and that's what he really meant to say to me is that you can't be great only in one area of your life you have to be great all the time so if you're if you and that's called excellence so if you're if you're trying to pursue excellence which i am and i hope people listening to this podcast are um heed the warning not to turn it off in some areas and that means in every area of your life okay and, and that's where we'll open the conversation yeah
1: i i can see this getting to be kind of a deep conversation because yeah. it's gonna affect every area of your life just by definition of
0: what excellence is in your view. Right, right, exactly. So, so mm. as we dig into this, I you know, I, I'm even trying to approach mundane activities, especially mundane activities, because it's easy to pursue the ones that excite us yeah. with excellence. But the mundane activities are like the test of my excellence. So you're saying like when you brush your teeth, you're like staring yourself down in the mirror like I'm doing this well. Right, or I should be trying to. yeah. And so anytime I'm not, you know, that's kind of how I like to frame things is like, you know, make my bed crisp, like, mm-hmm. like do my best every time. And, and that's really what the definition for me is, is, is how can I take this situation and do it to the best of my ability? How can I give my best effort? And it's not, it's not really results things. It's way more an effort. Thing. Okay. And I think um, this kind of transcends a lot of stuff. And and I think there's an important quote from Einstein that um, like success is 99 pers- 99% perspiration and 1% inspiration. And then also um, from Louis Pasteur, luck favors the prepared mind. Oh, I like that. And so uh, both of these, what we're getting at is that if you're constantly chasing excellence and all these things... And my, my thought is that you are going to generate more luck. Okay. And that, and that's why the like Einstein quote means something to me. Is like, he's like 1% of the time I have inspiration, but 99% of the time I'm just working. Okay. And so, and Louis Pasteur, I think is saying sort of the same thing is that like 99% of the time, like, I'm not going to sit here and say that brushing your teeth well is going to make you, you know, like that much better you know, from brushing your teeth. But I do think you adopting the mindset of you chasing excellence in every area of your life, now then you're doing this work constantly and like create, ultimately creating more luck for yourself so that when you do have these things that excite you, I think you happen to approach them with vigor and and, and thus more luck. Does that get exhausting? Uh, I think when it's, you kind of force yourself to it be what you know, I don't think it is. I think it can be uh-huh. if you like compare. Like you if you start like you know com, what is it like a uh, comparison is the death of success or something like that or I don't know. Um but when you start comparing your life to other people and you say, "Oh, my friends don't really like brush their teeth. We have bad friends if they don't brush <laughs> their teeth." <laughs> um but, well, my friends don't really uh you know, try and pursue excellence or maybe not your friends because you should be surrounding yourself with like good people that are kind of of the same mentality, right? Um, you you look you look across the aisle per se and you see someone who's, you know, not chasing excellence in their area of life and it's easier. It, it ultimately is easier not to chase excellence in every area of your life. So I understand why it might seem exhausting. But if you adopt the mentality, this is what I do. This is just a standard I keep then it doesn't feel like work. It just feels like what I do, in my opinion.
1: Well, there's got to be some sort of line or else you'll become, you know, neurotic and OCD about like everything on your desk has to be perfectly aligned because that's what excellence is to you.
0: Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I don't think excellence is perfection. And I think that's really an a so important uh, distinction here is because perfection oftentimes can be the um, the death of a creative like we can't, we can't always uh, strive for perfection, but we can always strive for giving our best. And I think that giving our best means emptying our tank, you know, le- you know, leaving every tone uh, stone unturned or turned over, you know, not leaving any stone unturned, you know, uh, you know. There's there's few things in this life that we actually can can, can, uh, can control, and that's like our perspective and our effort. I think are two of the main okay, things. Yeah. And both of those things, this, this mental model helps me to control better.
1: Okay. I'm going to press you on that a little bit because I, I don't actually think you believe that. I think that there's definitely some times in life where it's okay to just check the box. Hmm.
0: I think, I think that, um, it is okay sometimes to check the box, right? Like we, we get in, uh, mentalities where that's like more of a means than a, um, like, uh, reflection of our integrity. But at the end of the day, it is a reflection of our integrity. It's like, you know, that's, this is what I was telling myself my whole senior year of high school or college. It was getting really difficult to like work a job and do school at the same time and do like all my other side projects that I want to become my main job eventually. Right. And prioritizing them and doing an album. Like I was working on an album. Um, and I was like, you know what? This is what I told myself. I was like reminding myself, like you have to be excellent in all that you do, you know, and, and in times where I think where, where I'm able to catch myself not being excellent, I have to then remind, I do then remind myself that like, Hey, this is, it's, it's much harder for this to be a switch than it just to always be on. And that's, that's actually the kind of the point of this episode is like excellence is not a switch. It is something that we have to leave on if we want to be excellent in one area of our life. We need; it's going to be much easier easier for us to be excellent in one area of our life if we're excellent in all the other areas, not if we're excellent in ninety eight percent of the areas. So, um, there's this quote from um, uh, Clayton M. Christensen uh, from the Harvard Business Review, um, and he's he's re- really religious, and he uh he was basically giving this anecdote in this in this article about how he grew up and was playing in like the uh, European equivalent of the final four basketball. And I which I'm not, I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> so I, I don't know if it's the equivalent, but I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's stout. Right. Yeah. And he made a commitment early in his career that he would never play a game on Sunday. Like Sunday is his, his day of rest. It's his day of worship, you know, according to his religious background and he gets to the final four and they win the final four game, they get to the final two or whatever championship game, and it's on a Sunday, and he doesn't play. And his team is like, What? And he obviously battled with this. Like it was something he cared about, but it was also a commitment he made to himself. And he basically says, you know, and take this for what you will. I don't know if this is the answer. Okay. But but what he's his takeaway was this is the quote says: The lesson I learned from this is that it's easier to hold on on to your principles 100% of the time than it is to hold on to the 98% of the time. So I think this just, you know, I don't know if this was the answer in this situation. Okay. But I do think for mental models like this, where we're we're kind of walking the line of our own self-integrity, it's important that we do our best to, or or have the idea or mentality to maintain this 100% of the time. You know, and I, I don't, and the reason I said it was okay earlier is because we will falter. Like you will, you will get in areas of your life where you you fall into the trap of checking the box. Right. Like mm-hmm. that that will happen. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that I haven't done that, right? But when we find ourselves in those areas, it's important that we reassess, I think.
1: I just I don't know how I feel about that, because you only have twenty four hours in a day mm-hmm. and you have so many things that you care about, and sometimes it's not possible to be 100% there for all the things you care about. Yeah. So sometimes you, like under this model, you basically have to say, if I can't give 100%, it's not worth doing.
0: And I don't necessarily agree that that's true. Hmm. I haven't thought about it from that perspective um, where I'm constantly like taking things out that I can't meet 100%. I think it's, I don't know if if it's not worth doing. I just think it's more like, if you're gonna do something at all, yeah, I guess. If you're gonna do something at all, you have to give it a hundred, um, okay. or do your best to give it a hundred. Yeah. Um, and, and you know that's that's constantly changing. You know, like if you wake up and you're feeling like shit, and your hundred is a lot different than yesterday's a hundred. As long as you still show up and give your a hundred, it's to me, it's still the same. Like you've contributed the same effort. Even though the work isn't the same, okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like that's kind of I feel like maybe that's that's the balancing act that this this mental model plays. Okay. With us, it's like because when you know situations change, yeah. we we are not giving our typical 100, but as long as it's the best we can do today, I think that that's a really good mentality because emptying your tank constantly has to be along the lines of what these people are saying is a prepared mind is um, a luck driven yeah. one. Right? So.
1: On the lines of emptying your tank constantly, we have conversations a lot about recovery and the importance of recovery, especially mm-hmm. in athletic stuff, but also in you know, areas of knowledge work or productivity or creativity or whatever. Mm-hmm. You can't be literally giving your 100% all the time. Because sometimes you have to be giving 100% to recovery. And I don't think those ideas are in conflict, but it's easy to misunderstand this and think like I have to be
0: grinding 100% of the time. Oh yeah, totally. Like, like if recovery is the agenda, it's 100% into recovery. That's not. It's not saying that recovery is not... Part of your daily life, right? Like you need recovery, right? And it's not saying it's not like empty the tank into your recovery. Do the do recovery to your fullest. Yeah, it's that's just what counterintuitive. Like you yeah. have to
1: be, you have to work hard at recovering. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah, yeah. it
0: doesn't seem like that's a thing, but right. it is. Yeah, right. Yeah, totally. I, I 100% agree. Um, have you have you um, ever been told something like the street seep- the street sweeper comment? Like that was um, constantly drilled into my head as a kid.
1: I think there's like a quote from Abraham Lincoln that was back in college there used to be a bunch of quotes written on the walls of my dorms um like in the hallways and there was one by Abraham Lincoln and it goes something like whatever you are in life be a good one like it doesn't matter what you do
0: just right. do it well right right I think that's I think that's kind of a sometimes lost I do think I think that um that's a almost generational. I feel like, um, and by the way, to attribute this quote from my father correctly, I, I'm pretty sure it's a Martin Luther King quote. Um, okay. So you know, we made it in time for Black History Month. It's nice. Okay. Nice. Go to us. Show some love to MLK. <laughs> Thank you, MLK. Um. But seriously, um. That 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 mentality might might be generational, but I'm glad that that's one of the things that kind of was driven into me, because I think that. It Because it was generational, it kind of separates me from my peers a lot. When I approach situations with excellence, the result of me telling you that, telling myself that my senior year was I, I made an album, I worked a full-time job, and I made all A's my senior year. And I hadn't done that a semester in, besides my freshman semester. And it was just reminding myself that, hey, you know, you can't be great at one thing. You have to be, if you're going to do all the things, you need to be trying your hardest in all of them. And that's what sharpens the sword for when you actually are slaying a dragon, I think.
1: And how how did COVID change all that? I know that's kind of dating this episode a little bit, but when you have a big shift in your life like that, where your routines get completely upended and, you know, you might be moving locations. Right you know, the definition of excellence is probably going to change. So for you, how did that happen?
0: Yeah, that's, that's a really great question. Um, it did change a lot for me personally, because like I had to leave New York, left, left my whole studio, et cetera, you know, worked out of a closet during the day to do my work, um, for my job and also battled the noise, um, like fatigue of Eight little kids <laughs> so, <laughs> that's a good story yeah. so um, i mean the way you, the way we say it, it sounds like an epic but it really it was just me in a closet working and little kids banging on the door <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah again like to that point about excellence kind of shifting like as your environment shifts and your you know there was a lot of mental weight involved in in uh moving there and a lot of like mental weight with like the anxiety of the world kind of like, you know, and like thinking about the world constantly and, um, you know, oversaturation of the news and all kinds of stuff that are playing different parts of like bringing down what you're a hundred percent maybe for me, it was, it was like that. And I immediately was not giving a hundred percent. I was immediately like my immediate reaction was to kind of, um, I was a little lost. I was like, what was going on? What's going on? And then I, I about like a couple of weeks in I I grabbed my bearings and got to a place where I had to reassess the situation and then reassess my 100%. And then what was what did that look like? So then it became instead of just like waking up whenever and starting my day, which is so out of character for me, I was like return to my uh time in the morning that I wake up like same time every day and my, my uh, return to, um, instead of like playing games all night, like return to having a bedtime, return to reading more. And as I slowly return to the things that I was already doing in my comfortable life, I start finding comfort in this discomfort. And my 100% slowly started to rise and I was able to give more and more of myself. So, so, mo- so for a time I couldn't even make music Like I literally could not, I just could not sit down and dedicate my energy to music. I was like, it felt, felt, uh, misplaced to, to, and like, uh, you know, not worth it. Like when everything else is going on in the world and people are fearing for their lives or whatever, like we didn't know what COVID was at the time. Why am I, why do I think it's a good time to make music is kind of how I felt about it. Like, I felt like I should be doing something and we did, we did like the COVID resources page and that, that kind of like, I don't know, selfishly kind of like, uh, like uh, abated, or like basically gave that fear away for me. Okay, I could put that fear away for me, and then I'm able to spend more energy on myself. Um, but yeah, it slowly, slowly built back up okay. as I found comfort again.
1: Okay, so I think that brings up two questions, and one of them might be the answer to the first one. So the first question is obviously everyone would hear the idea of being excellent in everything and think like, Oh yeah, that's a good idea. But it's hard to make that actionable and like apply to your everyday life, especially if you're kind of in a funk where you're kind of being thrown left and right by the waves of your life. What is the, I guess, tools and advice that you've used to get out of a funk and get back to pursuing excellence instead
0: of just being caught in the moment. So I've, I think as soon as we start be, uh, becoming like non-intentional about our environment, we can, we're can we like subject to being part of the waves of it. And then when we um, do that, we can easily find ourselves like in a rut again. And so what, what works for me and what helps me the most is just getting back to things that fulfill me truly. And so for me, that's like sticking to my word. Okay. And, and like, you know, m- the word with myself, like my own pact with myself, like Jake, you're going to wake up at seven tomorrow. And if I wake up at seven five, that takes away from that word in my mind, like slowly de- like deteriorating my integrity, uh, you lose trust with yourself. Exactly. And then how I combat that is I stare it in the face and I'm like, okay, six fifty nine, that's a win. Okay. Or even if I just say, I want to wake up before seven. That helps me because then I have this whole window that maybe at my ideal time is six but if I wake up any time before seven I'm not letting that take away from my integrity as a as a person and it still feels like good momentum I'm building okay. so slowly build momentum by sticking to my own word and and uh, getting out of the rut by doing is is really how it all, always happens and it's like it's like so hard to wake up out of that kind of stuff but really it's like one step at a time and just you know, do the things that bring you real fulfillment. Like, like reading more, waking up on time, you know, working out, like okay. going outside. <laughs> so you're talking a lot about things I would
1: categorize as like a routine. Mm-hmm. And morning routines have been really, you know, beneficial for me personally and I know for you as well. Right. But sometimes the most beneficial part of a routine for me is that I don't really have a choice and I can kind of just go through the motions of the routine. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of going back to the thing of maybe not giving 100%, but just doing it because doing it gives you that momentum that will bring you up to 100% in a few days if you keep with your routine. Mm. So I, I think they're not in conflict again, these ideas, mm-hmm. but a routine is a way to
0: help you get that momentum to build the excellence. I really think that's true. I think that's true. And I think also that um, at the end of the day, this is a a framework for you to build your life around and to take into mundane situations and try harder in because ultimately that's going to make you more present in those situations and ultimately going to make you happier. And I think also when you're stuck in this mentality of all the time I'm chasing the best I can do, when you get into situations that matter really like not brushing your teeth and showing up when it counts you all of a sudden don't have to turn on a switch to get there you don't have to turn it up you're already there like this is what you do okay so that's the real value in this this framework is that when you when the light is finally on you and it's your time to shine that you're able to show up because this is just who you are it's not it's not something that you have to like beef up or hype yourself up to be Or anything like that. You just chase excellence. You are excellent. I like that. I do too. And that's so. (laughs) (laughs) I I
1: like how you're distinguishing between like practice and game time in your life. Like you're putting in the practice now to be excellent, so that when it's game time, you don't have to turn it on. You're you're already in that mode. And I've been thinking about that a little bit recently. I Mm -hmm. this is gonna sound like I'm a madman, but. (laughs) We know this. (laughs) um, I've started brushing my teeth only with my left hand and I'm right-handed. I do that sometimes. Just because I want it to be a little bit harder. I get you. And when I go on runs, I won't let myself listen to music because I want it to just be a little bit harder. I want to like have that little bit of extra discipline so that when the time comes and I need to do something hard, it doesn't feel as hard because doing hard things makes you better at other
0: hard things. Exactly. It's practice. It's practice. You're putting in reps. It's reps, man.
1: Yeah, but sometimes also you got to go for a run with, with headphones and just because it's it's better to do it the easy way than to not do it at all.
0: I oh, that's a great point too. Yeah, that's a great point too. Sometimes, um, I think that's you know that's kind of what you were getting at earlier is especially things with like you know routine. Mm-hmm. Like momentum is important. Momentum is more important probably than excellence, in my opinion. I guess if the momentum is building towards excellence as yeah. a goal, yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? I feel like we I, should, we should like give this some context, but but yeah, momentum to me is probably a higher valued just because momentum rules everything. Like momentum will rule your excellence if you if you're not, not careful. True. And so like I think you have to give way to momentum if if you're sparring.
1: Yeah. And learn how to use momentum to get you to that excellence.
0: Yes, exactly. So like, um, I think that's a really good point that it's better to do something the easy way than not do it at all. And what you were saying earlier is like, it's not worth doing if it's not a hundred percent. I don't think that's true. You know, like we, we got it, like I and mean, that's what I mean by saying that momentum must give way to, or excellence must give way to momentum Yeah. is because, yeah, especially when you're building towards excellence, mm-hmm. it's more important just to get it done yeah. than not do it at all. But with that in mind, approaching every situation with a mindset that I'm going to do this to the best of my ability is not going to hurt you ever. I don't think. Yeah. At least, at least walking into the room and being like, Hey, what we got today. And then saying like, Oh, this, I'm going to do that excellently. is ne- is never going to do you wrong mm-hmm. in this world. Like you, what are you going to do? Like spend more time doing something maybe than somebody else. Yeah. But like, that's, that's again, it's sharpening your sword. Like you're just getting reps. Okay. Awesome. And, and that's the point, man. Don't, you can't turn excellence um, on when you, when it's convenient is the point. Okay. Right. One last question. Yeah, please.
1: What about when you are being creative? Sometimes it's hard to kind of flip on the creative switch because creativity isn't like something you can naturally manifest just in the moment. Sometimes you have to have inspiration or something. Right. So you sometimes have to accept like today I'm not in a creative day, so I'm not going to try to be
0: excellent in it. Is that what you would do? I don't think, I think in those situations, it's like more of a macro approach to excellence. Like you realize that creative creativity is finite and you're not going to be Mozart every day of the week. But that goes back to Einstein. 99% perspiration, 1, 1% inspiration. So if you just show up 99 days, I can you can expect one out of those a hundred days to be a brilliant display of your creativity is how I feel. So the excellence for a creative, I think, is in showing up. Okay. Yeah, I like that a lot. I think it's in being there, showing up. Just show up, man. Do what you do. Show up, show up, show up, show up. And that's the that's the theme for me going into this next chapter musically. Is, is my in my opinion that like my priorities right now are you know, design portfolio, whatever, get a new job, get new bread, get that stuff up. But as soon as I'm able to focus on music as my main thing, uh, aside from all my other things, <laughs> <laughs> then, you know, I feel like I can have like one main thing aside from all my other all things at a time. And right now it's like my design portfolio. But as soon as music takes that throne again, it's just, I'm just going to show up every day and just try every day. And I think that that's going to build over the long term, you know, You know, the approach is make a million songs, not just make one that's great. If I make a million songs, I'm sure I'm going to make some great songs in there. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Right? (laughs) But like me not sitting down and not making songs is not going to make me great songs. Okay. Is how I think about it. I respect that a lot. Thanks. All right. Well, (laughs) everyone
1: go out, be excellent.
0: Be excellent. Oh, and there's a great um, article on Farnham Street called How to Be Great. And I didn't really get into the quotes there, but there's a book by uh, Richard R. Hamming who writes the, uh, the art of – in science of engineering and learning to learn. And he basically goes into why this mentality um, is, is part of how to, how to be great and how to make great things. And so this what, – what we've covered today is only one part of it. But if you want to learn more, um, we'll link to the Farnam Street article in the description. Awesome. Yeah. And then otherwise follow us on Twitter and join our discord. We're happy to have you on discord. We're creating a pretty cool community over there.
1: Yeah. That's exciting.
0: Yeah. It's exciting stuff. Um, Debating anime. Fucking. (laughs) Some people debate. (laughs) Coding projects. Some of us avoid that channel. Music. Personal finance. We talk about like very openly our personal finance and investment strategies. And um, moreover, we're just trying to create a culture with people that we fuck with and you know, fuck with the mentality that we're trying to serve up to people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Thanks for doing this with me, Jake. Yeah, of course, brother. Bye, guys. Peace. Oh.